All right, my beautiful friends, it's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. I'm already fired up because I'm coming off of a uh, training that I just kicked off here this morning for our Blueprint students. It's called Decade in a Day. Check it out, my friends. Check it out because it is a game changer. But you know what else is a game changer? The guest that I have on today. She is a doctor of audiology. Uh, uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. Turn digital marketing. And uh, somebody who has um, really showed us what is possible, who continues to show us what's possible when you get in there and take action, overcome your limiting beliefs, overcome the, 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 um, you know, the internal self-talk that we all have, gets out there and takes action and gets uncomfortable because you know because you know, my friends, this is uncomfortable for all of us when we first start and really follows through and doesn't quit and just achieved an amazing um, uh, status here just within our community of Platinum Rank and is just the beginning for, for this lady's journey of success and of breakthrough. I am so thrilled, honored, privileged, and excited to have her on this morning to round out an amazing week of Wake Up Legendaries. Guinevere, welcome to Wake Up Legendary. Good morning. Yay. Thank you. You're so welcome. Did I pronounce that right? Doctor of Audiology? You did amazing. Wow. I'm on a roll today. I'm using big <laughs> words. I'm using big words. On a Friday, too. Not so bad for a ninth grade dropout. Pretty good. You know, so um, talk to us about, you know, you've been on the show before. Uh, I believe you spoke with Joanne. And um, is that right? Uh, I was on with you two months ago. You were on with me. Okay. Um, uh, I thought you were also on with Joanne. I thought this may have been your, your third, but this is your second just with me. And we wanted to have you back because we, we love your story so much. Um, and we, you know, we really are... We, we, we just want to continue to give people the perspective that anything's possible, no matter where you come from and no matter what your career path was. There's a lot of people who, you know, for, like me, when I first started, it was like, well, I, you know, I don't really have a career that I'm really worried about. I was a construction worker. I was 25 years old. I had gotten clean and was even homeless a few years before that. So it was kind of like I had nothing to lose. Well, you, you, you have a, a, a wonderful career. You do amazing work already. And so we might be scratching our heads saying, well, why would a doctor want to do digital marketing? I mean, so um, we're, I'm so excited for you to tell the story from your perspective, only a perspective that, that you can tell. So take us back and let us know what did lead you to Legendary for those who haven't heard your story yet. And, um, and, and you know, what were you looking for if you were looking for anything when you found us? Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> uh, what led me to Legendary? So many, so many things, you know, it's, Sometimes it's so funny because when you think you're looking for one thing, you get shown so many other different things in life. And I just made a post this morning about my degree and how, you know, now, whenever that was, I, I think I graduated in 2010, 13 years later, I'm realizing so much more about that journey. And while I don't use that degree anymore, you know, I still walked away with knowledge and tools to put in my tool belt. And I'm saying that because I, I think that nothing is a waste, you know, no time that we spend doing anything is a waste, but I went through that journey thinking that that was going to bring me financial success, that I was going to have a great job when I graduated. You know, I, I was going to be a doctor. My mom was like, you have to put doctor on your credit card. You have to like, people have to just call you. Everyone's going to call you doctor. I'm so proud of you. And you know, what I, what I realized on that journey was that, um, it wasn't what I expected and I didn't actually love what I was doing. And so I had a boss who reduced my salary by about $15,000, just kind of like that one day without any notice or any oh, reason yeah. other than he just didn't want to pay me that salary anymore. Um, 
that was kind of eye opening moment of like, oh crap, I'm not in charge of my time. I'm not in charge of my money. And I want to change that. And that got me looking in the entrepreneurial space. And it's been an eight year journey of me just like looking around and seeing what's out there for me to finally land here in the digital marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wild. And I mean, I have, as a matter of fact, I have one of my friends who's a, um, a cardiac surgeon, a thoracic surgeon. I don't know what he's, um, what, what his specific title is, but he's one of my best friends. He's flying through. He's actually going to be staying at my house tonight. Nice. And, um, just kind of crashing as he connects planes from a conference in Europe. But, you know, it's not as easy as people think. Certainly, well, not that anybody thought it was easy, but as you said, I guess as as sort of it's not you 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 only see the glory, you don't know the story. Hmm. And the the student loans, the years that it took to get there, then once you're there. And certainly people are calling you doctor, you know, you do, you have oftentimes a mountain of debt that you have to pay off. Um, and as you said, most of the time you're starting out, if not spending your entire career as an employee, mm -hmm. working for somebody else, working mm -hmm. for a hospital, working for um, some sort of a, a practice. Uh, maybe you become a partner, maybe you don't. It's probably a lot harder to start your own practice because now you're trying to get clients just like any other business, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and as you said, boom, you, you know, any one of your bosses could come in at any time and say, Hey, we're just going to pay you less. And imagine um, that's just the news that we're here to give you today. And so when you came across legendary, what was different about this than other things you tried in the past? Yeah, I had, I, I just want to, I mean, I've tried everything. I've done online surveys. I've uh, taken photos and sold photos on photo platforms. Like I've literally had my toe in every sort of online possible side hustle, um, done network marketing, all the things. And what, what I started to realize was um, the value of me being able to be home for my two daughters um, we did a little bit of homeschool. So I just, I wanted to have the option to do that. My husband's a firefighter. He works an insane schedule. I can't really hold a regular job. And if I did, I'd have to pay childcare, which doesn't make sense for me to pay for childcare for me to go to work. And it's, it's like a wash. Um, so when I found legendary, I'll tell you the first, the day one of the challenge, I came in and I said this this is the missing piece that I've been looking for for the past eight years in the online space. I would have paid hundreds of dollars for the $7 course. <laughs> like I would have dropped, I would take my paycheck because there's so much value and so much how to information. Um, I've purchased a ton of courses. I've hired a ton of coaches. And a lot of times you get a lot of um, not so much the how to, but more just like the, the fluff around the how-to and mm. what I've been looking for is the how-to. And that's what Legendary gave me immediately. Day one, I, I knew this was going to work and I knew it was going to be successful because I saw that in there. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really nice that you pointed that out because there are, there are a lot of getting ready to get ready in a lot of courses and a lot of educational programs. And we have to really be careful. Sometimes we don't know until we spend the money and start going through it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you, that you received that sort of knowledge and were able to stick in there and watch it. I think mm -hmm. one of the big challenges that a lot of people have, and maybe this is just due to your doing so many years at school and probably being a good student, right? Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I, yes. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was very bad at going to school, but you have to, I would assume, be good at going to school and taking tests and have somewhat of a good comprehension and, and things of that nature if you're going to make it all the way to um, through medical school. But what I find is so many people just buy our challenge and then don't even go through it. It's like, well, how can you expect to really understand these principles and these skill sets if you don't actually sit there mm. and, and listen and learn? Then there becomes a time to where you have to stop only listening and learning and start putting into action. 
Um, and uh, that's that's another hurdle that people have. It's a it's another transition that you have to go through during this process is first sitting here, listening and learning and, you know, really having a humble mindset, even though you may be an expert in another field mm-hmm. and being willing to sit and listen and be new again. Talk to us what that experience mm-hmm. was like you being a doctor going through medical school being an expert being the person that everybody listened to for you to actually be new at this and have to sit there and listen and learn what limiting beliefs what self-talk may have came up that could have swayed you from following through but instead you recognized it and somehow um, had some something, some antidote for it. What was it? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always self-limiting beliefs. There's always like, what if it doesn't work? Um, but for some reason, when I came in here, I think it was just being day one. Like I, I knew I had a gut feeling. My body was like, yes, keep going. Um, but there's always that like, well, what if I go through this challenge and I take these two weeks and I don't get anything out of it? Um, and I get this question a lot actually from people, like they say, how do I know this will work? And I say, you don't know this will work, but you know that you will work. If you do the work, you know that this will work. Like, and I think that's probably what you're saying. Like people will come in and not even take the challenge. What did you expect to happen? That it would just like download into your brain and you'd be able to show up and like make the successful, you know, it's self-awareness, I think of, I might be very knowledgeable in this one area, but now I'm looking to open up and become knowledgeable in another area. So I'm, I always say this, I'm a, I'm a baby giraffe. Like I don't know how to use my legs. You know, I'm, I'm walking for the first time and I'm wobbly and it's going to look funny. And, you know, I might laugh at myself, but at some point that baby giraffe learns how to walk Mm. and you would have never known that they didn't know how to walk. Um, So I think it's just like you said, humbling and, being aware of where your strengths are not and going out and making them strengths if you want to. Yeah. Ron says you lose two weeks. Ron, welcome to Wake Up Legendary. Thanks for your comment. And I think you're spot on, buddy. That's the most simplest way to put it. You yeah. know, the other thing that could happen is that you actually go through, you listen, you learn, and you do say, you know what? I saw the information for myself. I may, I'm making my own judgment that I don't think this is for me. And what an empowering way to do it versus what so many of us do, which is, Hey, what do you think about the challenge? What do you think about the blueprints? Did you do the blueprints? What do you think about this bit? What do you, right? We, we so often go to others to tell us what to think and what opinion we should have yes. instead of, and we oftentimes do this with other people, right? We hear somebody's judgment of somebody. Oh, that person's a real jerk. And then we meet them ourselves. And at first we do kind of go in and maybe think that the person's a jerk, but we hang around with the, it's like, God, this, this, I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what, what so-and-so, what Sally meant by that, but, and isn't it an empowering thing when we actually make our own, you know, the opposite could happen too. Somebody could really like somebody or a whole group of people could really like somebody, but then you hang around with them and you just get kind of a funny, weird your spidey senses kind of go off and say your gut, you know, you say, Hmm, something's off with this person. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put some distance between me and them. It's so empowering when we make our own decisions. What how, talk to us a little bit about what it's been like after trying so many things, to try something new. And did you ask, for other people's opinions? Did you share what you were doing with other people? Can you tell us how you navigated that? Yeah. Um, I am one of those people that when I see something I want to do, I I do it right away. So 
the funny, the funniest thing about this whole, the way I found legendary was I had realized I was spending so much time on social media. We talked about this last time in the scroll hole and I deleted the TikTok app. Hey, I deleted it. Gone. Right. So I deleted the app from my phone and then someone sent me a video that was on TikTok. They wanted me to watch it. I opened up the app and the first video that I saw was someone talking about the course. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let me check that out. Literally without checking anything else out, I just went right to the link. I purchased the course. I didn't even see anything else. Like my blinders were just on. I clicked start and I think it was nine o'clock at night and I started day one that night. I'm like, I need to see what this is about in bed, just consuming information. Um, So, you know, it's like, Timing is funny. Um, I obviously needed that moment. And yeah, it was just uh, eye-opening to come in and make my own decision. To not, mm. I didn't even have a chance to ask. I didn't even know other people were doing this. I literally only saw one person and I'm like, well, she's doing it. I'm going to go check it out. But at the same time, what I know a lot of other people do is go out and go to Google like, hey, what's this $7 course? And I'm always so amazed because I'm like, you guys, it's a $7 course. Just take it. If you lose out on $7 because you don't like it, you lose out on $7. But like, how are you going to know what your own opinion is of this information if you don't just do it yourself? Mm. So. I had blinders on. I didn't ask anybody else. I didn't even know anybody else was doing it. I just kind of went in. Well, you, I believe you decided to, to kind of go all in on your education, at least here and, and kind of further invest. What was that decision like for you? And how did you share that with your husband? How did you, you know, how did you, how did you navigate that within your own um, psychology, I guess, after having tried so many things in thinking, Hey, $7, really, that's nothing, but a couple of thousand, that's, that's, that's a little bit different. Um, hubby, mm -hmm. I'm doing something new again, or, I mean, talk to us a little bit about what that, that conversation looked like and also what that, what went into that decision. Yeah. So, uh, in July, when I was on with you the last time, I had shared for the first time publicly that we had to pull our girls out of gymnastics because we couldn't afford to continue to keep them in. And it was like one of the most heartbreaking decisions I've ever had to make. Um, and I had decided at that time, I didn't want to ever be faced with that type of decision again, where finances held me back from saying yes to things that I wanted to say yes to. So my husband and I had made a deal at the beginning of 2023 that I wasn't going to purchase any more coaching, any more programs, any more courses. Like it was time for me to just implement all the things I had purchased before. So when I saw the $7 course, I didn't, you know, it, that's not something I would need to ask his permission for. But when I saw the blueprints, I had to have that conversation with him. And it took me a day and a half to like get up the gusto to like, get in front of him and say, Hey, there's this thing. I just have this feeling it's going to work. It's this much money. I know we don't have it. I know we just put the girls out of gymnastics, but I know I'm going to make it back. And I don't know what I'm going to make, but I know I'm going to make it back. And he looked at me and he said, okay, number one, I think that you are addicted to investing in yourself. And I said, you're probably right. And then number two, he said, I trust you. And I trust your decision. If you feel like this is something that is going to help us, then I'm behind you and we'll figure it out. Um, and that's, we made it happen. We didn't necessarily have that money, but we made it happen and um, it was worth its weight in gold. Wow. What a story. And I, I didn't even, I, I remembered parts of our interview before, but I didn't remember all of these pieces and it's very, very inspiring to hear this once again. Um, you did just now, I don't know all the inner workings of your business and what you've turned it into, because quite frankly, um, this is the second time I've talked to you. Uh, <laughs> every single word that you and I have spoken between each other has been public and recorded and available for everybody else to listen to as well. And I feel really good about that because we're, we're sharing um, the, the, the secrets of your success. They're not so much secrets. 
But what I do know is that you did also decide to become an affiliate here at Legendary and, and kind of promote our training. And just yesterday, I, um, I shouted you out in our mm -hmm. affiliates group as crossing our platinum rank, which our platinum rank means that you earned $100,000 just as an affiliate here with Legendary. How does that feel in what's the conversations been like between what's your husband's name by the Adam. way Adam what's the conversations been like between you and Adam lately <laughs> um I don't know what's that like it's like so hard to explain because it's such a whole body feeling um the conversations have been like him saying I am he said he said this to me he said I get butterflies thinking about you being successful finally because you've worked so hard for so long to try and figure out how to bring an income in for the family and be present for the girls while he's been working his butt off two jobs to try and you know get us together there's only so many hours in the day as a firefighter they don't work as it is so for him to take a second job it's you know it, it I'm it's hard and that meant that left me as a single parent most of the time, just because he wasn't around. Um, and the sacrifice you make when you're trying to figure it out, when you're trying to pull it all together for your family. So he's had a truck, this old truck that was like a dream of his that he bought and it hasn't worked for two years, but it's been in our garage. And so we finally had the money to put into the truck. We put it into the shop this week. It's getting a new engine, like this whole thing. And this truck's going to work. And he's so excited. And on Tuesday, my clutch went in my Jeep. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's funny because if I think about two months ago, three months ago, I would not have been able to get my Jeep fixed, but we wouldn't have had the money to do it. I don't even know what we would have done. Ooh. But I was able to just go, okay, let's just get it in the shop. We'll pay for it. And it's not a big deal. And also at the same time, his truck's in the shop. So I know that those things seem minimal, but they're really monumental. Yeah. Um, those decisions, you know, like these everyday things that happen. And when you don't have to think twice about how you're going to make it work, it really makes a big difference for your family. So true. Well, congratulations on that. I I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be being responsible if I didn't let everybody know who's listening that you know those results aren't typical, and that those are not what the average person who's going to put in you know the average I guess amount of work should expect. Um, if if you are going to put in the average amount of work, you should probably. Uh, expect very mediocre average or maybe no results at all. Um, so, uh, and that is what the majority of people who buy any how-to product um, make with, with, by going through that training is, is absolutely nothing. And so let's talk about what you have put into this. Mm -hmm. uh, once it became time for you to get out of learning mode and into action mode, um, what did that, and can you also give us the timeline from when you started, uh, you know, marketing and, and also give us an idea of how long you spent take going through the training so we can really put some timestamps on this. And if you were to go back and do it all over again, I guess, let me ask this, mm. what's the ideas about the timelines. And if you were to go back and do it all over again, going through the training and launching, would you do anything different? Hmm. I don't, I don't think um, what I did make sure that I did with the training was I, I would make sure I implemented the day's training before I went to the next one. So if the homework was, you know, build out your business plan and go through the fishing formula and fill out this information, I would make sure that I did that before I moved on to day two because it's so much harder to consume, 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 and then take action rather than like consume, take action, consume, take action. Um, and I think that helped me move quickly. So I started the course on May 22nd and I opened up my brand new social media account for this business on May 24th. 
um, yeah, I was like, we're just going to go. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was really my, my launch, I guess. I didn't have the whole back end of my business ready together. I just started talking about what I was doing and what I was excited about learning and why I was doing it. Um, I didn't tell anybody else about it. I just kind of like went over here and started, started working at it. Fresh social media profiles. Brand new. Started at zero. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a thousand followers right when you first started. Didn't get, get, didn't get them gifted. Didn't get them, uh, uh, um, uh, awarded, did, did, no. did, did hurt them. No. <laughs> Zero. I think it's always a challenge for people who are newer to look at somebody like yourself and say, I just can't connect the dots about how she started at zero. Talk to us about what those first few weeks or that first month look like of going mm -hmm. from zero to a thousand and then kind of starting to pick up steam. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, in the past two years, I was trying to grow my own coaching business and I had an Instagram social media. I had a Facebook and I was stuck at like 4,000 followers. I couldn't figure it out. And like I said, I had taken courses and programs and all the things and I was stuck. And in fact, my husband just said like, we just need to get eyes on your business. How can we get eyes on your business? And it just wasn't working. I love Adam is his name. Adam. Yeah. I love Adam. What He's so good. He's so good. Um, so I started a brand new social media account with zero followers. And what I did was I looked at what other people were doing. And I, I went back to the very beginnings of their social media and I saw, well, what were they talking about? And, and I think people get hung up here. Like, I don't know what to talk about. Well, what if I have no likes? Well, yeah, you're going to. But honestly, the fishing formula, that piece of the challenge is gold that, I mean, that piece of this business is gold. When you can, if you're ever having trouble growing on social media and you're trying to figure out like why nobody likes my posts, I guarantee you it's somewhere in your fishing formula. You're either, you know, not dialed in deep enough, or you just need to go back and revisit. Like, who am I talking to? What are their pain points? What do they need to know? And really just all I had to do was channel the version of myself that I didn't want to be anymore. Mm and start talking to that person. It was like I was having a conversation with myself on my own social media every day. Mm. Um, but there are people who are in the same situation. And there are people every day who I talk to who are also doctors or also, you know, serious professionals who are like, listen, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I want to learn. Um, and it is humbling to start at zero because you know, looking now where I've grown to like 124,000 followers on Instagram, which still blows my mind. You get thousands of likes on your posts now, but when you first start, it's like those one, two, three likes, you're like, oh my God, three people liked my, liked my stuff. You know, it's just, um, it's humbling, but also even more rewarding because you know that you're hitting the right people. If that makes it's, sense. Yeah, of course. And it's difficult sometimes to be grateful for those small results, isn't it? Because it's yes. like almost like it's a popularity contest mm -hmm. and we're always comparing ourselves to other people versus comparing ourselves to maybe the previous day's version of ourselves. So at what points did you run into some of that comparisonitis? Do you ever oh, yeah. still deal with it to this day? And how did, how did you or do you handle that? Yeah, I think as humans, I think that we always want to be better and not necessarily better than someone else. But I think that there is this sometimes like competition drive inside where we want to be successful. Of course we want to be successful. So it does get very hard sometimes in the very beginning, especially. And, and even now looking at what other people are doing, like, well, she made this same exact post and got tons of comments. And I made that same exact post with the same tone and the same pictures and the same timing and nobody liked it. And I think it's 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 just the the keep going. Like it's just the so 
little big, that's just one post. We're going to make another one and we're going to evaluate. And I think that again, comes back to self-awareness. Like if you can look at your stuff and say, okay, well that didn't work. Let's maybe investigate why, and let's try something else. And if you're willing to constantly evaluate, reevaluate and, and do that dance, I think you can't ever not succeed um, because you're, you're looking at trends of your own stuff instead of looking at trends of, of what other people are doing. Cause you know, people have said to me, well, Gwen, what's, what's different from you to this other person who's promoting the same thing. And I'll say, well, I'm, I'm me and they're them and we're different people. Um, and so I think as, as long as you remember that and you let that shine through in your content, that really helps people connect with you. So what do you do to manage your emotions? This is something that, that being an entrepreneur, I mean, obviously having a job working somewhere is, is, can be just as difficult to manage emotions, but we kind of know that we need to stay in line and because we don't want to be fired. And oftentimes we will be less pow <clears throat> less pouty, less frustrated and, and we can't quit because I mean, we, for some odd reason, we have more of a tendency to quit on ourselves than we do on other people. And I don't know what that, what, why that is about human beings, but how do you manage your emotions and how have you, as you've gone through this process? And of course you've tried many things and, and weren't successful before you started this. As you're setting up tech, as you're using new tools, as you're messing around with social media, as you're filming videos and, and, and watching them and maybe not liking the sound of your voice or the way you look on camera, how do you manage your emotions and keep from nitpicking yourself and mm. getting so flustered that you sort of walk away and end up shooting yourself in the foot? Mm. That's a good question. I haven't really thought about that before. Um, but what just came to mind for me is uh, my mom's a fine artist with pastels. And I remember like as a kid, she would say, sometimes you're just too close to the painting and you have to back up and walk away and come back another day and you'll see it entirely different. And I've always remembered that. And I think when you're in the midst of frustration, nothing is going to help you more than like frustrated than walking away, gathering yourself, you know, going this, even just like five breaths and coming back. Um, and again, it comes back to like awareness. Okay. I'm frustrated right now. I know I'm frustrated. Here's what's not going to help. I'm going to go take a break and come back. Mm. Nothing goes away, right? If you take a break and come back, it's still there, but you might see it in in fresh eyes. And sometimes it's just that you've been sitting there too long, looking at the same thing, trying to figure it out. Mm. You know, I, I don't know if that really answers your question, but I think that that's what yeah. has helped me the most. We had one guest a week or two ago say, I kind of act and then regulate later. Mm. Um, do, is there a part of you that if you look back also kind of has that type of personality and approaches things kind of like I'm going to jump in and not particularly sit or deal with the anxiety of the what ifs and what's going to happen, but I'm sort of going to take the action, jump in, and then I'll figure out how to regulate my emotions later. I think sometimes, yeah, for sure because it's such a strong drive of like, I want this to work so badly. I'm just going in. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I, you know, I think people are designed differently and some people work really well in that respect. And some people need to gather more information before they go into something. Um, but I know for me that I am like head down, I put my blinders on and I just go. And I just, I really, when I started this, I abandoned all my other social media it was like too much noise. I couldn't have other people talking to me. I couldn't look at what other people were doing. I just had to like be very, very focused on this. And I actually think that really helped me. Mm. No noise. <laughs> so how, what other boundaries have you set to eliminate noise in your life? Yeah, that's a good question too. I have really sat down with myself and I said, okay, what do you want this business to look like? How, how much time do you want to spend? And 
because I sat down and had that awareness, I only have times that I respond to messages. You know, in the beginning, when someone messages you, you're like, oh my God, someone's messaging me. I need to like get back to them right away. Um, But I have found that it's important to have time for your business and then have time for yourself. So I put a lot of boundaries up as far as like, if someone texts me, I don't need to text them back right away. If someone messages me, I will go in when I have this time and that's it because the whole goal of starting this business so that I could be home with my kids and be home with my family. So I really just try to make sure I keep my values in front and that helps me keep going. And it also helps me run this in an effective way where I don't get stressed out. Mm. So what does a typical day look like? Can you, can you help us to understand kind of how you manage your time on a typical day and what is your content creation and kind of marketing plan look like uh, within maybe a day or a week? Are there certain days that you create content? Do you sit, do you film as ideas come? Do you write them down throughout the week and film one day? Help us to understand how you're actually productive. Mm. I don't know that you're going to like this answer, but I don't really have a strategy <laughs> because uh, every day is different. But here's what here's generally what it looks like. You know, I my my first first of all, my phone goes into personal mode when I go to sleep. So messages I don't see, I can I, only certain messages come in. Like if my husband were to call me or, you know, someone mm. in my life close to me. Um, and I do that because I know that I'm easily distracted by that object. So I turn off all communication until my kids go to school. Mm. Once my kids go to school, then I work on my first post of the day. Sometimes I already have it drafted and I can just press post. Sometimes I don't. Um, and I just get creative in the morning. Um, but it's not, it's not some lengthy post. Like I don't need to make sure that I'm like makeup done, hair done. Like it just, this is just me. Mm. Um, so I batch, I, I get three posts out in the day, usually one in the morning one around two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And then one when I'm um, getting in bed, like nine o'clock at night. So that's pretty consistent throughout the days. Sometimes I'll take an entire day and create like 15 videos. So I just have them all ready to go and I can just press post. Mm. Sometimes I'm on the fly. Um, It just depends on the day. But, you know, in the very beginning, I think there's definitely more front end work, like getting out my emails and setting up my email automation which I don't really have to do very much of anymore. Right. Um, and then I, I make sure that I make uh, one at least one email uh, once a week. So usually on Tuesdays, I'll write an email and I send it out to my entire- um, Like a fresh broadcast. Yeah, like a fresh broadcast Yeah. Um, of some sort of value or insight or something um, from the week before. And then at night, I uh, usually put my kids to bed and that's when I'm getting back to messages or when my kids are in gymnastics practice, I'm watching them in the gym. Mm. I think that people underestimate the power of um, the the maintenance mode you can go into with this bi- these business um, models once you have that in- those initial pieces set up. For mm-hmm. example, your funnel. You know, you sort of pick a niche that you want to kind of plant your flag in and really kind of you know really kind of give it a good effort, you know, and, and for, for a lot of people in our community, because they're so brand new, they've not really done this before. They had a good experience with legendary. Many of them do promote our programs or other uh, programs or courses in this niche. Um, But it doesn't matter what niche you're going into. You, you, you set up that initial funnel, you write those initial emails and plug them into your autoresponder and, and connect those to your funnel and that part is done. That part is done. Mm-hmm. Then move on to creating um, your your content, as you just described. And that can be an ongoing process until you get to a point to where you can even begin repurposing old videos. Mm-hmm. And at least, at the very least, repurposing old ideas and remaking videos just maybe in a new and different way. Mm-hmm. You, I think when some people were hear what you just described as sort of your daily mode of operation, what it takes to actually run this business and achieve the results that, you know, you just described and you told us that you really, uh, you, you had launched your social media profiles in May. Uh, well, in the beginning of May too, right? 
No, the 24th. Okay. May, January, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. It's not even been five months. And we know just from what we've been able to track with you, you've made at least six figures. And, and when, when people hear that, they're like, how does that equate? It's like in order to do that with a traditional business, you know, I mean, it's, you know, if I think about a franchise or something like that, I mean, I might not even get into profit until year three. And that's after I show up and spend 12 hours a day at the restaurant. Yeah. And, and so what is your message to people who are in that sort of valley of despair as they go through those first couple of months mm. uh, until they can get to where you're at four or five months down the road and they've built a little bit of traction? Um, what 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 is it like now for you compared to those early days when you were setting that up? You know, you just described a very, a very fun and interesting and, and, and quite... <laughs> Um, nice lifestyle, but but it it wasn't particularly like that. Probably in those first few weeks or first month, as yeah. you were setting things up and getting comfortable on camera. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I have been I have been posting on social media for a few years, so it's not that the the part about showing up on camera wasn't a hard part for me. But I know that that's a hard part for so many people. However, though, this content was new for me, so what am I going to talk about? And, and it took me in the beginning, you know, it would take me a couple hours to even get out my first two posts, you know, versus now where it's like, okay, we talk about pretty much the same thing over and over again, just with different messages, depending on what your niche is. Mm -hmm. um, but you start to get into a cycle. So in the very beginning, it's certainly like, it takes more brain power to try and figure it out for sure. And then it just gets a little bit easier over time. Um, but I did do a lot of just looking at what other people were doing, kind of uh, counting that as like research to see how other people had grown, um, looking at people in the same niche so I could see, okay, what are they talking about? Um, and so that does take a little bit more time and a little bit more like note taking and um, practice, just like anything else, I guess. Yeah, I think that... Um... I think that uh, one of the major things uh, there, there's obviously, I think, three major things that kind of bog us down in this. And this is just with 13 years of experience of doing this and seeing people is number one, it's our own limiting beliefs. Number two, it's the tech stuff. Number three, it's actually put on ourselves out there. Mm. Right? And so, um, you know, if we can get be aware of those three hurdles and know that those are kind of the big three things that are kind of standing in our way. Our limiting beliefs in sort of the, the self-talk and or um, uh, the, the seeds that have been planted in us and grown into these limiting beliefs that may not even have been ours, which usually they're not. They're things yeah. that other people said or that we heard somewhere in our family or society. If we can be aware of some of those things and um, and and then as we go through this process, if we can realize that the tech hurdles and challenges are not forever, they are really only for a, a short period of time, as with any new tool that you're learning to use. I'm sure when you started out as a doctor of audiology, there was there was specific equipment that was like, I have absolutely no idea. But then once you started fooling around with it, you became an expert at using it. Right. Yeah. And similar to me as a construction worker or, you know, using a drill or a circular saw or anything else like that. At first it's like, I'm going to kill myself with this. Tool. <laughs> like, oh my God, this has a sharp blade. It's spinning at 2000 RPM. I, I am really, you know, and sometimes, you know, we can get a little crazy and we hurt ourselves. But then the third is actually putting ourselves out there and you can see people sort of negotiating with that. It's like, can I do this without putting my face out there? Can I do this without, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. finally, they sort of just kind of put a video out there and realize that, oh my God, I'm not bleeding. I'm still intact. I'm not, you know, I'm still a whole person. I'm not, I haven't been injured from this. Nobody else. Wait, hold on a second. Nobody even saw the damn thing. I was acting like I was <laughs> in a dress and, and, and the whole world was going to see my first videos and, and, and it ended up just being a practice run for me. And, and that's very normal. Um, 
if you were to pick out out of those three things, what was the the most challenging part for you? The most challenging part, um, I've been working for a long time on my limiting beliefs. So I feel like it wasn't that. It was the tech stuff. I've never built a funnel. I've never built an opt-in page. I didn't know how to collect email addresses. I didn't know how to set up email automation. So that was definitely the hardest part of this whole thing. Mm. And it was very confusing in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's normal. I mean, that is normal. Uh, We have upgraded our our education and try to um, have added a lot of different elements to try to make ourselves more available at no extra cost. For example, to our blueprint students, I mean, just at the beginning of this year, my friends, for those of you that don't know, you know, our we went from having one coaching call per week for our blueprint students to doing a full decade and a day workshop. One's actually going on right now. There's about a thousand people on a decade and a day workshop learning how to enter into the insurance niche. Go figure, you know, very interesting life insurance to be specific. Um, and, uh, and that's a full day workshop that shows you exactly how to set up your funnel and integrate your autoresponder and use artificial intelligence to help you come up with ideas and even write things for you. Um, we also have the core curriculum itself, which if you're new, we encourage you to go through the affiliate marketing business blueprint and, and understand the blueprint as well as the mechanics. But one thing that we also added at the beginning of this year was we went from one kind of coaching call per week to two coaching calls per day for all Blueprint clients. And one is a um, a support 101 where if you're just getting kind of started or feel like you need to start over, you can come in with those kind of newbie questions. And then there's hot seat, fast feedback coaching calls as well, where you know you can come with maybe some work that you've done, some marketing that you're integrating or implementing and get some feedback on things. Just getting feedback can be a powerful thing. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day, it is still going to require you to pick up the old mouseroo, the yeah. old mousy poo there and click that bad boy. Um, it's also going to require you to spray a little WD-40 up in the old brain there and get those creative juices flowing. Is there anything that you could speak to around that coming from being probably somewhat analytical, scientific as a doctor, and then kind of moving over into more of a creative, less defined, there's always an absolute outcome? How have you gotten comfortable more with the unknown of everything in marketing is a test instead of needing a guarantee that it's going to be an absolute? Yeah, that that's a very hard thing because you're right. It comes from a very do this, get this result. And this is not like that. I mean, it it is in a in a like a wider view, right? Like do this and you'll get this result. But when you calculate it down, it really is a, a figure it out. Um, because at the end of the day, you're building a business that's unique to you. So it's like my business is going to look very different than your business and very different from my sister's business and, and so on and so on. And, and, and you're kind of finding your voice and finding out what you like to make videos on, what you like to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that it's just trying, Um, you know, at the end of the day, you can always delete a video. If you created one, you hated it. I had a video that went viral and for all the wrong reasons. And I received so much hate and so much, so many mean comments on that video. And I decided, you know what? The virality is great. Like it's bringing a lot of people to my profile, but the mental, emotional drain on me just anymore. So we have the choice to make our business how we want it to look and how we want it to feel. At the end of the day, it's still all in your hands. It's just a matter of figuring out what you want that to look like. Yeah. Um, somebody in the comments, uh, uh, Amy said, this community is great. I get discouraged seeing videos of people talking negatively about the $7 course, but here you all remind me I'm doing right for myself. So excited. And, and my friends, let me just let you in just in case, cause you know, I don't give, I don't give the haters or in other words, our, our promoters, 
Um, yes, I do call those who are hating on us our promoters. I don't give them a whole lot of credit because I quite frankly appreciate all of the way that they can't keep my name and our name out of their mouth. Now, on the flip side, what they don't know that I know because I've been in this business for 13 years is that if they want me to say their name, they need to pay me. Hey, say my name, say my name. <laughs> no one is around. Look, I'm not, you know, I'm not Beyonce, baby. If you want me to say your name, then you need to pay me. Uh, uh, pay yep. me. And so understand the game, friends. This is not an emotional thing for me. I'm not taking things personally. People can be creating videos out there saying all the things that they want. And what that is doing for us and we, we see this in politics every day, right, which are somewhat very polarizing and, and very kind of you have a lot of negative publicity where people are kind of trying to smear campaign people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it only kind of oftentimes lifts up the person who you're talking negatively about. The best thing that people can do if they really wanted, wanted to try to succeed the best thing that they can do is is to really learn to create their own message in their own vision and mm. keep people focused on what they're doing and the vision that they're casting instead of constantly talking about other people. Because whether you're talking about somebody negatively or whether you're talking about them positively, <laughs> you're still talking about them. And yeah. see, there's your problem, right? Yeah. So, so understand the game that we're playing. The Legendary Marketer is a Inc. 5000 company now two years in a row. Think about this for a second. We were the 30th fastest privately held education company in America over the last year. Think about that for a second. And think about how much time I or anybody on our team, let alone you, right, any of you, mm -hmm should be spending worrying about what a hater or as I like to call them, a promoter mm. is saying about us. Just remember, just remember that the worst thing that you can do is say their name for free. Never, ever, ever promote somebody else's name for free, right? Because that's not, it's in, this has happened I can even tell you many times over the last couple of years, there was a one, one cat um, who came up with this campaign that was, it was going to be the death of legendary. And that's how he was promoting his program or his course. It was going to be the death of legendary. Um, I, I don't even think that guy is still selling that course. I, I don't know what he's doing. I, Bye. Don't follow him. I don't follow him. I, I don't care about what he's doing. Is all I know is, is that our business keeps doubling every year. Actually, as a matter of fact, it tripled. We did $20 million in education, in course, in coaching and event sales last year. We'll do nearly $70 million this year. Right. So if you think that in it, and that's just me sitting here, I'm not out flossing and tossing on Lamborghinis. I'm not showing off, you know, big mansions. I'm not telling you come into my garage as I, you know, have a Lamborghini sitting behind me trying to sell some sort of a lifestyle. We're just sitting here every single day talking about real stuff talking about things that nobody else really has the talent, skill, or courage to talk about in the way that we talk about them because they're still on smear campaign marketing, which is actually helping us more than it's helping them. Mm. These are some of the secrets in the, the, I guess they're not really secrets anymore because I love to talk about these things openly, but the things that you think you need to worry about are not the things that you need to worry about. Right. And so if any of you are new and you're, you know, worried about what other people are saying about me or legendary or even you realize that what you should be worrying about is the fact that you're worrying about that. That's mm -hmm. what you should be afraid. Every day you, you should wake up and say, I need to do everything that I can not to worry about things today and especially not put my energy in the wrong place. 
because that is the greatest risk to my future and my business is comparisonitis. It's worrying about what people say. It's worrying about their criticism and judgment. And that goes not only for your haters slash promoters, but that can also go for your friends, family, or anybody else who's a critic of what you're doing. What comes up for you as I, as I rant on that a little bit, Gwen, and I know you've probably had some haters over the course of your short five month uh, successful (laughs) journey slash career here, but what is your perspective when somebody comes to hate on something that you're doing and how do you approach that? How do you process that? Yeah, I get people all the time in my messages sending me articles and they'll be like, did you, but did you see this article? This article says this and this article says this. And number one, I don't ever even click on the articles because I won't give it any energy. It just doesn't deserve my time. I don't need to know what they're talking about. I know what I'm doing is what I'm doing and I like it and I love it. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, listen, you know what? You might think Disney World is the best place in the entire world, but I guarantee you there is a forum somewhere that says Disney World is the worst place in the world. So if you really want to go out there and look for information, you're going to find it. If you want to think this course is the best course in the world and that's what you think, the information is there in front of you. But if you want to go looking for other information, you're also going to find that too. So it there's a whole world out there. People get you know, people have expectations. I think they they think things are going to work for them, that they're not going to have to do work. And um, they get mad when it takes uh, longer than they expected. But the most important thing I think with this is that this is always a long game. If you don't like where you are, you have to change what you're doing in order for your life to look different. And it's not going to be a simple, I changed and now it's amazing. It's going to take time. And um when people set goals and they say, I'm going to make a million dollars in three months. I say, cool. How about you cut off three months and you just say, I'm going to make a million dollars because that three months is really outside of your control. So if you just focus on the things that are within your control, which are only your actions, then you will be successful. Well said. Let's, let's end it with this little bit. You use the word self-awareness earlier in the show. And, and I, um, I'd like to bring it back to that. What have you learned about yourself in the last five months after all the challenges, after all the the failed ventures, which you know now are not really failures. They were simply setting you up and preparing you for what you're doing now. But let me not leave the question. What have you learned about Guinevere over the Mm -hmm. past five or six months since starting this journey? What did you either forget about yourself that you realized or learn new about yourself? That's such a good question. Um, hmm. I don't know anything that comes top of mind. What did I learn about myself? Um, I think it was just that I, I was, you know what, here it is. I was reminded that I can create my own success, even though I may have felt like I wasn't able to in the past. Um, And I was reminded that I am not in charge of when that happens as long Mm. as I keep going. 50 hours. I've been (laughs) chilled out today because I'm so exhausted from uh, a week of... um, getting riled up. I've been riled up this week, but you have helped me to kind of ease into the weekend here and um, really remember why, why I do this, why this is such an exciting opportunity for anybody now. Um, even if you have not learned a single one of these skills, And I always say that whether you're going to learn them here, whether you're going to learn them somewhere else, if you can find another community, another guru, another college, I mean, if you can find a course, if you can find a person, if you can find a a snail on the side of the road who will teach you these skill sets, I I don't care where you learn them from, but really please learn them because the world is changing right in front of our face. And even the doctors and lawyers and all the people who, you know, these were the jobs that 
we thought were the answer to all of our problems. We thought this was, and so it is so shocking and humbling when somebody like yourself who did achieve that, who did, um, you know, become a doctor and you put in an incredible amount of work and a credible, a credible, incredible amount of sacrifice to be able to achieve that. And once you got to the top of that mountain, realized that whether it be the titles or whether it be the, you know, the things that you had believed were going to become true once you reached that, maybe you're, maybe it was just a simple fact of your priorities changed, right? Mm. When you had kids or whatever. I just remember also a, a week or two ago, we had somebody say, you know, all of the things that were important throughout my corporate career were no longer important at this point in my life. Mm. You know, all the titles, all the, the, the VP of this climbing the corporate ladder, all of those things were just not as important anymore like they were at one time or like I thought they were going to be. And so it's humbling. And, and I appreciate your humility and your willingness to come back and share your story um, because I think it can help soften our egos a little bit for those of us who do have careers and don't and feel like if we were to walk away from that, you know, it would either somehow be, um, it would be betrayal of ourselves or somebody mm. else, or it would be taking a step back or a step down in society of our status. And yeah. you sort of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know, like kind of giving away our status, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, you, you've invited us to kind of take a look at what's important in life. And you did, you've done that now on two episodes, two shows by telling us some of the most sensitive and vulnerable parts of your story, like the time that you could no longer afford to pay for your children's, your daughter's gymnastics lessons. Yeah. And who would have thunk a doctor in our community uh, along married to a firefighter, which by the way, thank him for his yeah. amazing service to our community, the absolute best of what America has to offer right there. But who would have thunk that you know you would be faced with some of those struggles? But as you tell these stories, you help us to understand the story instead of just looking at the glory mm. and, and just thinking, you know, wow, isn't she lucky to be a doctor or wow, isn't she lucky to have earned a hundred thousand dollars online? No, with these stories, you help us to understand what it's taken you to get to where you're at. And that's very humbling and it's very inspiring and you should be incredibly proud of yourself. I know mm -hmm. I am so happy to have you as a part of our community. I, I just couldn't be more thrilled. And I hope you'll continue to come back and keep sharing your journey with us. Absolutely. I would love to. I'm I'm grateful every single day for your determination and your start and your keep going so we have something as valuable as as legendary. Well, I, I couldn't have done it alone, and I certainly wouldn't have wanted to do it alone. So thank you for being just as crazy as I am and coming along for the journey. <laughs> You're welcome. Stay legendary. <laughs> Stay legendary, my friend. I'll talk to you later, okay? Goodbye. See you. All right, my friends, there you have it. Financially free with Gwen over on Instagram. She's done it yet again. Came and dropped an absolute truckload of platinum boulders, not nuggets, my friends. Those are boulders. Um, pick them up. Pick them up at will. They're free for the taking, the inspiration, the, the tips, the strategies that she shared. And of course, go and follow her so you can see it all manifest in real life. But now you don't just have to be in awe of the glory. You heard the backstory and what it took her to get to where she's at. And by the way, every single word that Gwen and I have shared between each other has been recorded and is available for you to be able to review and hear yourself. She also has another episode a few months back and uh, it's just amazing to continue to track the journey of somebody like Gwen in her journey in starting a new career after being a doctor. Uh, what a humbling, inspiring, if like, if she can start over and do this, then why can't I, why can't I go out there and get what I want and get what I deserve? I think our biggest 
challenge oftentimes is simply believing that we deserve it. And so allow us to believe in you until you can believe in yourself, my friend. And I promise you that as you begin to take action and as you begin to act yourself into a new way of thinking and being, you will too soon believe that you are worthy and that you deserve all of the things that entrepreneurship and having your own business and building a successful life has to offer you. They are on the other side. Those gifts are on the other side of some difficult decisions and some hard work. But I'm going to tell you, put your seatbelt on. It's one hell of a ride and it may be hard, but it's damn sure worth it. All right, my friends, get out of here. We'll see you back here on Monday, same place, same time for another episode of the most popular, the most powerful show of real life people on the internet. It's called Wake Up Legendary. We are a legendary marketer. My name's Dave Sharp. We'll see you very soon. As a matter of fact, we'll see you on Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Get out of here. Have a great weekend. Peace.